Yeah, let's talk some real football. Let's talk some NFL football with our guy, Gilles Gallant. I was on his show today. He jumps on with us now. Oh, FTN Bets. Yep, is where you could find his work. What I love about this guy is he gives you out <clears throat> touchdown scores. He loves those props just like we do, Q. Yeah. So we got Thursday Night Football. We're still a couple days away, but the market has been open. Any early plays, touchdown scores. Anything that you got for us, Jill? Anything that you like for Thursday night? I hate to put you on the spot like this. I know no, we're still no, a couple you, days away. Who are we looking at, though, Thursday night? No, you fire away, Ryan. That's that's why I'm here. And uh, it's always the crossover I think everybody was hoping for uh, yes. today when, before you appearing on the show today. And now me coming back here. Uh, honestly, uh, looking at the touchdown score market for this game, uh, really there's two guys that stand out. I'll give you one for each team right now. Jamison Crowder right now, I think, is probably my favorite pick at plus 225. I'm just seeing him at those odds at BetMGM as we're speaking right now. Look, he has been first and second on the team in targets and receptions uh, in the four games that he has played. Uh, he has just been pretty much been swallowing up all the targets now. The one thing I will say is he has only scored one touchdown this year, but he is playing the Colts, which have allowed the most touchdowns to wide receivers this season. So I think uh, with this new resurgent quarterback situation we're seeing with the Jets of Mike White and Jamison Crowder kind of running around in the slot and uh, being uh, heavily utilized, especially in that game against Cincinnati, I think Jamison Crowder right now is probably my favorite pick at plus 225. Uh, from a Colts standpoint, though, really looking at Naheem Hines. Uh, mm -hmm. Naheem Hines has been starting to be used a little bit more in the passing game as the season has gone along. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I, I think he's just been fantastic over the last month, but uh, I think everybody can eat because this Jets defense has just been getting killed on the ground this year. I mean, you've watched it over the last two weeks, even that game against uh, against the Bengals. They still allowed Joe Mixon to score two touchdowns. Uh, even just the week before against the Patriots, they allowed like five rushing touchdowns in that game. So uh, I think uh, with that, I think there's plenty of room to eat. So I think Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines could score. And even you might even want to think about making a sprinkle on Carson Wentz at plus 350. Jill, um, the big story, and I'm sorry, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. I've been yelling for the last, I don't <laughs> yes. know, seven to ten minutes. Jorge Soler hit a three-run shot. And Jorge Soler does something hey, to me sometimes. Rick Soler time, man. I love it. Oh, for sure, man. My throat is screwed. Um, first of all, I want to say, I, I didn't tell you this. I love your profile picture, man. I've always liked the nice animated version of myself, and I can't find anybody to do it well. So if you can pass your uh, graphic designer to me, I, I would highly appreciate that. And secondly, <laughs> uh, look at me plugging. And secondly, no Derrick Henry, right? But they pick up Adrian Peterson. Now, of course, Washington football team fan here, and, and it's been a rough ride for me in these 24 years. I've seen AP still do some good things at this time in his career, uh, this age. Do you imagine you taking any type of props? And what is the workload do you think? Do you feel like will come uh, when he's introduced to this Titans lineup? The one thing that I have learned is never to doubt Adrian Peterson within right. the five-yard line. Even when he was with the Lions, even with the, when he was with Washington, both times when I thought that he was completely just the, the treads are off, the tires, you know, that it was done, they're still force-feeding him in that situation. And the Titans pretty much... They're, they, they're, I don't want to say dire straits, but it's close. And they're going to bring this guy in, and they're going to see what he's got left. Um, I would look at him this week to score, just because I think if it's going to be any week, it's going to be this week. Like I don't really know how, how much he's got left in the tank, and I think you want to try to get him now, uh, considering instead of like two or three weeks from now, after we've seen maybe potentially how slow he is coming off the break. Now, Jill, real quick before Ryan, do you think – 
Do you think there's something to be said for a guy like Adrian Peterson with the career that he has had coming into a new system, a team that loves to run the ball? Is there any value that sucked out of his props, seeing as though like he's kind of like the new toy, the well, the new old toy uh, on the block right now when you're looking at his props, or are they going to be more maybe uh, f- frugal with the, the the line that they put there for him to score any time or maybe rushing props and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing any kind of like Derrick Henry lines where you're seeing like, you know, uh, uh, over under 24 carries and over under, uh, you know, 100 yards or even just like in the touchdown market, usually a starting running back, especially in Derrick Henry's profile was like minus 200 to score. I don't think you're going to see prices like that for AP. I think oddsmakers still have a little bit of sense to them. But at the same time, you are going to see probably maybe a little bit of deflated prices just because of where he's fitting into that role. So he's going to be immediately being a starting running back. So even though he is in his late 30s, he's still probably only going to be like plus 130 or plus 140 to score. So hopefully when they start to release those touchdown prop odds and other props, that they're kind of maybe being more realistic that this isn't the AP, the, the Minnesota Vikings AP or even to a lesser extent, even the Washington version of, of, of all day uh, that uh, we're getting maybe just a little bit less aggressive props here, because otherwise I'm going to have to do something which I hate doing. And that's taking unders on player props. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, the, that's the worst. Just it is. And also taking unders in action. Also no fun. Uh, terrible sweat going down right now for us here. <laughs> um, so we're looking at this Minnesota Baltimore game that's coming up on Sunday and Minnesota opens up as five and a half point underdogs on the road, taking on the Ravens, the total in the game, 49 and a half Baltimore minus two fifty on the money line, Minnesota plus 200 after Sunday night's collapse against the Dallas Cowboys, where they lucked out, not having to see Dak Prescott still, they couldn't even cover the number. They couldn't cover the look ahead line number uh, as they lose that game by four outright. So you look at this one, you just lost to Cooper Rush, still Minnesota five and a half point road dogs. You doing anything in this one uh, against Baltimore on Sunday? I'll be honest with you. I, this might be my favorite money line underdog of the week, just because honestly, I feel like the Minnesota, they, they suck me in like a moth to the flame with the way that their offense is like, uh, when you have an offense with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson, I feel like that, and they've shown this, they can pretty much move the ball on any defense, um, I guess, except for Cleveland, I guess. Uh, but but at the same time, it just shows that like that that's actually where Baltimore has actually been exploited this year defensively. It's actually been in the secondary. And, uh, and then I would still take my chances of being able to use Dalvin Cook in the screen game and just being able to negate some of that pass rush. So I think the plus five and a half, I think it's a great price that you can get from a spread standpoint. Now I'm more of the, you know, the underdog gambler. I love to take a money line when I see a good shot. And in this kind of position, it's like, okay, I am going to be banking on a good team, I guess, you know, quote, using air quotes here, good team to do good things. Right. Instead of trying to bank on, say, like this Thursday where I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to take the Jets money line. It's like, no, no, no. Like not all underdogs are created equal. Let's, let's slow a roll here. Joe, I'm looking at the rest of this slate uh, coming up on Sunday. And um, last week I did a thing. I took the Dallas Cowboys very early in the week when I saw they were playing the Vikings to cover two and a half as favorites, and we know the story with that. But they still covered as favorites, which is very important to me. But one line that kind of feels fishy to me this week is the New England Patriots against the Carolina Panthers. Three and a half, the Patriots uh, in the Patriots' favorite. Opened up, I believe, at two and a half. Now it's up to three and a half. What is your feel in that game? Looking at the Panthers, I mean, I don't think Sam Darnold's playing in that game their quarterback position is terrible, obliterated. What are you feeling uh, that you might lean in that one? 
Honestly, I'm kind of liking the over of 41. I was kind of looking at the spread there, and I've seen it at some books as high as now Patriots minus four, which is uh, kind of, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's just the Patriot way. You're going to see a lot of bets come in on that, especially with how they handled uh, Los Angeles Chargers the prior week. So, uh, and I think as well, the one thing is the Panthers, I think – I think we're kind of forgetting just how good this defense is. I think that's the one thing, especially now with the Gilmore coming into this game. And you even saw him make a pretty big play against the Falcons as well. So I think another week of practice, another, like he's going to be able to kind of assimilate himself into that offense to be able to be a little bit more effective. Um, the minus four is that's when I get a little iffy because we're starting to get into, you know, we're past the key number. Obviously, if you missed the minus two and a half, you missed it. So, you know, you're probably not going to get less than minus three and a half probably at this stage. So seeing the total at 41 and just seeing as well that where I've seen the Patriots be exploited defensively and the Panthers, like, you know, that the, the, the Patriots are going to have at least one or two short fields just because of, Sam Darnold likely having a turnover or an interception or a fumble. So uh, I just think that these two teams, they could almost fall rear end backwards into 41 points. So that's probably where I would lean right now, just looking at it, just looking at the defensive stats and, and what they do offensively and how they succeed. Zero, um, before Ryan asks his question, that total now at BetMGM up to 41 and a half. Oh, <laughs> just moved as we're talking. I mean, I would still probably take it again at 42 is probably like the, the kind of the number that I was thinking of where be maybe a little too much yeah. just because that's one of the key total numbers in my head but again 41 and a half is kind of i would still play it any more than maybe 40 if it's starting to get to the 42 and a half 43 range uh we we may have to have a different conversation uh joe what do you make of this cleveland cincinnati game where if you were looking at a look ahead you know and both teams are healthy and the browns aren't an absolute disaster the last couple of weeks they would have been four and a half point road favorites they're now three point dogs over at bet mgm now it's juice minus 120 but you're getting a field goal with the Browns on the road, almost a must win because they're four and four on the season. Bengals coming off a disappointing loss, I guess, to say the least to Mike white and the jets. They're three point favorites. What are you doing in this game? If anything, the total 46 and a half, I know it's probably a sucker bet. I'm taking the points with Cleveland here in a must win. No, I'm right there with you. And I, and honestly, I think the, it's more one of the things that's kind of hinging on the status. And I think the, the line is baked in with this already that, I was wondering if Denzel Ward is going to come back and yep. play because that's been the big thing right now is that the Bengals offensively, just at least from a passing standpoint, they can do no wrong, but they can't really they can't really block for the pass rush either. So that's one of the reasons why I'm leaning towards Cleveland because I think that uh, the Browns' defensive line is going to get after Joe Burrow, and I think they're going to kind of get after I mean you saw that with the Jets that's probably half the reason why he threw that bad interception to kind of turn that entire game is because the Jets defensive line was just getting pressure with only rushing three most of the time so if you have Miles Garrett on the other side I, like I would probably look at his sack prop if you could and like if it's over if it's one and a half and you get plus money at over one and a half I'd be looking at it very very closely so I'm with you I like I'm liking the Cleveland Browns money line the spot I mean if we just were looking at this at the beginning of the season or even just a couple of weeks ago, right. this would be a no-brainer that the Browns would be favored. And I think this has just been such a turn. It's almost like a super overreaction with Baker's uh, left shoulder and maybe not have enough of a reaction of what we've seen from the Bengals in certain weeks that that Ravens win. I think it's just maybe clouding our judgment on what we think of the Bengals long term. Uh, you know, we only got about 60 seconds, literally, because uh, we're up against the break here. Any other plays that you like for the weekend or anything that you want to throw out there that maybe you'll be looking to target this week? Yeah, honestly, uh, the the Titans-Rams game, like, I'm kind of wondering, again, going back to the AP part, like, 
Right now it's around seven and a half, and I kind of like the Titans seven and a half. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a Brian Tannehill believer. Uh, I'll probably end up betting his touchdown prop again uh, in that game uh, just because quarterbacks have done so well rushing the touch, rushing against uh, the Rams this year. But, yeah, that, that would probably be the one, just the seven and a half mark. I feel like it's maybe a point or two too much, and I'm not saying Derrick Henry isn't important, but I just think we're, we're past the point now where I think the Titans are a good look. Thanks so much, man. Hey, where can people find you? They can find me at ftmbets.com. You can follow me on Twitter at gdog5000. And make sure to watch my shows every week on Bets TV this Sunday, 12, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, or 11 a.m. Eastern, Touchdown Town on Bets TV. That's Thanks so much, G-dog. man. That's Thanks so much, man. Day. Enjoy the games this weekend. That's our guy right there, Jill Gallant. He joins us on the Roman Guest Line. You can get a free online evaluation as well as ongoing care for EDE, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.